1: What's going on, everybody? Locked on Lions. I'm a locked on podcast network. Matt Derry with you on a Wednesday, February 24th, and a Thursday, February 25th. We thank you for listening and joining us today. Eric Schlitt, the brand new managing editor of prideofdetroit.com. If you've never been on that Lions uh, uh, blog site, they are fantastic. I think they're better than a blog site, but we've had Jeremy on the show. Eric, for years, has written for thelionswire.com. Uh, via USA Today, and now he's joined POD Pride of Detroit. And we're going to talk to Eric all about all things Lions coming up momentarily uh, on the program today. Also, follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks D E R Y Speaks at Locked On Lions, and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Earlier today. Uh, Sheila Ford Hamp spoke at the NFL Women's Careers in Football Seminar. So did Brad Holmes. All of a sudden, the Lions front office, uh, led by Sheila at the very top. Then you got Brad Holmes as the GM. Um, they're getting some pub. They're getting some love. There's, a, there's a, a good feeling coming out of 222 Rod Wood Drive right now. And Sheila Ford Hamp was kind of out of the picture and, and, and kind of in the, in the background. All right. Was backstage for a while when she first took over the team. And one of the things that she said was, I need some time to learn. If I'm going to take over as, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, the owner of this team and, um, you know, managing owner, or whatever the, the wording was when she took over for um, her mom. You know, she she wanted to learn. And some people got on her, and I was a little bit critical. Like, hey, you can't be learning right now. This franchise is at a critical time. And they were. Well, it didn't work out. No, everybody failed. Everybody got Fs. Sheila kept Quinn and Patricia. It didn't work. Finally fired them both in November. And now she's more active. And today she told a great story at this uh, Women's Career and Football seminar online about uh, Dan Campbell and his first interview with the Lions, where basically Campbell, the Danimal, was on Zoom, leaned into the camera, all right, uh, and said, I really want this job. (laughs) And Sheila said, quote, then it started from there. He was great and fantastic, and we're so thrilled to have him. So this dude, Dan Campbell, not out of character at all, leans into the camera. And many of you have cameras. Many of you use your camera on your laptop or your, your desktop. Leans in and says, I really want this job. Did you see Dan Campbell doing that? I thought it was, it was kind of a cool story that, uh, that Sheila shared. And look, she's been pretty open and honest about, and she said this today, uh, when, when, my father ran the, when my father ran the team, my mom and I were in the corner and we weren't allowed to touch anything. And these stories have gone around for years, that it was, it was William Clay Ford's show and Bill Ford's show, and then once W.C. Ford passed away, once Mr. Ford died, the women came in. And Martha said, my team now, and, and Bill got kind of shoved away, uh, Sheila got elevated, and now they're running this thing. And I don't know how it's going to go, and if they're going to be successful. But Sheila's been transparent. She's been in the meetings. We talked about this yesterday. She's not making picks. She's not Jerry Jones or Daniel Snyder. But it seems like this organization is, is culturally better, on the right track. And now it's pretty simple. Can Brad Holmes bring players to Dan Campbell, and can Dan Campbell and his staff coach them? it's going to take a couple years because this roster right now is not very good. I think offensively it's pretty decent defensively. It's brutal. And they've got some decisions to make and some cuts to make. And they got some drafts that they have to hit home runs on and then get back in this thing. But in a division that has, you know, a bears team that hovers around 500, but still has a lot of talent. Green Bay's special. Minnesota's I think still a very good team. And you see how, what their draft netted them this past year. Um, it's going to take a little time, but that's okay because they are blowing this up. They just traded their franchise quarterback for a quarterback that is not as good and draft picks. So we'll see where this thing goes. Eric Schlitz going to join us, a managing editor from PrideofDetroit.com. We'll do that next. Bet online the fastest and easy, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. A proud sponsor of Locked On Lions. Football might be done, but we got NBA, college basketball, NHL in full swing. You want to put some money down on these games, you can do so at betonline.ag. They even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They got you covered. All right, head to the website betonline.ag, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online. Sportsbook experts, promo code locked on at betonline.ag. Put the promo code locked on in and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus. Our guest today for many years cover the lions for the lionswire.com and USA Today. And now, as we told you on Monday, give him a little shout out. Eric Schlitt is now a member of a pride of Detroit.com as their managing editor, and he joins us now. What's up, Eric?
0: Hey Matt, nice to be on again.
1: Yeah, good to uh, hear your voice. Congratulations, look at you—you're you're a wanted man out there. How about that?
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I was I was, uh, I was uh, given the opportunity by by Pride of Detroit to come in, and uh, and uh, I'm very excited about it. I, I think there's some really special things that can happen. Um, you know, Jeremy's been operating that site uh the majority of it by himself for a long time they got a a really good support staff there as well but um you know jeremy's really been the only full-time writer there for a long time and so now this will give uh two of us uh you know two credentialed full-time writers on there and uh hopefully we'll be able to put out a lot of interesting work and um i'm really excited to to see that the the merging of uh of the minds between me and jeremy Uh, it's it's got a lot of potential, I
1: think. But see, you're always the, 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 the uh soft spoken, uh, you know, mature one of the group. I mean Jeremy, Alex, I mean there's some there's some there's some wild guys over there.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that that is. I, I am I am definitely a little bit uh I, I'm I am a little bit saged, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's okay. I think that's that's uh part of the appeal. I think um, you know they were looking for somebody like me to come on and, and um, you know bring a different style of voice, and um, you know I'm hoping I can I can provide that. I, I I do. I mean, look, I've known these guys for a long time. Oh yeah, and um, and so I, I know what each of them do uh, as in, in their writing, and it's just I, I enjoy it. I always have, and uh, I'm excited to be able to like dig into the draft stuff with Alex and and uh, just. I think really, uh, Jeremy and I, just our relationship we have built over the last you know five six years is uh, is is pretty good. It, it, and I'm I think when it comes down to it, we're going to be able to to take both of our uh, games up up a level. And I think that's really what's going to be the most beneficial.
1: Well, happy for you, and the, the, it should be great. And 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 like I said, I've always been a fan of yours at the Lions Wire, and certainly Jeff and everybody there. You guys did a great job, and. Uh, Look, this football team, boy, the intrigue is high. Uh, People are into it. You know, people were tweeting today about Brad Holmes talking at some, you know, NFL uh, women's, uh, you know, committee meeting. And and Sheila Ford is out there. And Sheila Ford-Hamp has done a lot of talking lately. So there's a buzz about this football team. And there always will be, Eric. But now, don't you think it's even more so?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, they've been preaching culture. Right and changing the culture of the team since you know what I don't know, I want to say before January maybe even like the last summer they they were talking about changing culture and we're starting to see some of that I think you know it's not often that you would see a Lions owner put themselves into a speaking environment like Sheila Ford did, uh, Hamp did today and so. That whole perspective on on how they view what their role is in the NFL and and their approach to it, I, I do think is actually changing. I don't think it's just lip service. And so, stuff like today is uh, it's good for the Lions, and it's and it's good for for it'll help them learn how to be a better organization, and it'll help them, um, you know, like become, I guess, more aware of all the different things that are going on, you know, across the league and not be so hyper-focused, I guess, on themselves.
1: Eric Schlitt uh, with me now at prideofdetroit.com. Of course, a great Lions website that you get information and, and certainly analysis and everything there uh, at prideofdetroit.com. All right, so here's the thing with Sheila. You know, I talked about this yesterday. Everybody was saying, oh, Chris Spielman went on the ticket and said, Sheila's in these meetings. I knew it. She's going to start drafting players. And I mean, and, and Twitter blows up. And, you know, I talked to some people, some of my sources, and it's like, look, she's just sitting in there hanging out and, and, and giving some input. But this is a positive. And, and so what do you think of, of kind of her coming out from under the curtain over these last few months? And, and I think people now are starting to see who she is.
0: No, I completely agree with you. I, I think it's nothing but a positive. I don't think she's in there pulling like Jerry Jones or anything like that. I do think that she is, you know, when she when she was introduced as the um, principal owner, she said, I want to learn everything I can about this team and it's going to take me some time to learn the different aspects of it. So. This is part of that process. This is her wanting to learn more about the people that she just hired. This is more her about wanting to learn about you know what their approach is, what their scheme is. Uh, It's it's all positive in from an educational standpoint. I, I, you know, even Chris Spielman said that it's it's going to come down to football people making football decisions. It's not going to be anybody else you know chiming in on, on what they should do. And I think that's really the right approach. So. Let her in there, let her learn. Let other people in there, let them learn. You know, they've, they've reorganized the, the management structure of how the offices are laid out in Allen Park. And I think that's so that there's not this separation between different parts of the front office and, you know, ownership. And, and so that, this I got this, this, for, this foresight, this, this ability to try and like say, hey, we need to be more collaborative is, I think, a, a definite step in the right direction towards a, a more successful organization.
1: But I also think I don't blame the fans for being a little bit, and you tell me what you think oh. of this, Eric, uh, for being a little bit skeptical, based on the fact that after the uh, Quintricia era ended, I hated that phrase, but I just used it, um, <laughs> Rod Wood was, was, had his hands in some stuff. Mike Disner, I, I talked to some agents and said they were, you know, Mike Disner was running the show, and it's like, wait a minute, and then Disney stays and gets elevated, and you're going, wait a minute, Disney was a Quinn hire. Get these people out of there. So mm. I understand some of the fans' angst, but it seems like some of that now has settled down, and Rod's back in his office, Disner's back in his office, and Brad Holmes is still going to make these calls.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, but I do think Mike Disner actually will be... Um, He's always been involved from a from a salary cap perspective. That's really been his go to thing, and I think he's still going to heavily be involved in, in that management aspect of the football team. Uh, if you if you look at his background, he's actually he's pretty well versed. In experience, you know he he's done internships at different organizations. He he worked for the league for a while, and so um, he has some football knowledge. So it's not like he, unlike Rod Wood, who basically just came in, you know, from a business and then was asked to, to take on a role. Disner has been in in the uh, NFL for uh, you know a good decade plus. So I, I'm not as uh I'm not as you know upset with Disner wanting to take a role as, you know, as as much as I think would definitely, you know, making some of those choices or, or being involved in some of those decisions. That, that I understand fans' trepidation with that for sure.
1: Eric Schlitt with me from a pride of Detroit.com. Uh, Lions obviously getting ready for free agency. You guys have written a ton about what players they could go after, where they are cap-wise. Uh, how do you feel a big picture macro first with where how they are set up right now as they approach free agency in the draft, financially,
0: well, financially, they are in right about the middle point of the rest of the league, maybe even a little bit lower. Uh, the The trade for Golf is is going to cost. You know, when you lose Stafford, you got you're going to take a cap hit for losing Stafford. Then you take on Golf's contract, which is a big contract. So you're you're actually going to start a little bit in the hole uh, when free agency period opens, but they're still in the best shape of all the teams in the NFC North so it's not like they're alone in, in their problems but they are going to have to make some tough decisions so over the next couple of weeks I'm expecting uh, some cuts to happen and then uh, they'll be in a more comfortable spot but once the free agency you know comes into play. I do think they're going to make, be making a lot of decisions with 2023 in mind, uh, and, and then 2021 will kind of be like an afterthought. I, I really think most of their money is going to be invested and players that are going to be here long term, or if we see any big signings, it's going to be cut for guys that are going to be sticking around for multiple years, as opposed to like trying to go after like a 32 year old edge rusher or something like that, who's going to, you're going to throw a bunch of money at him on a one year contract. I don't think that's going to be uh, in the Lions strategy this year.
1: Eric mentioned the cuts. Let's talk about some players that could be on the move, and also we'll get into a little mock draft stuff as well. We'll do that coming up next. First, though, folks, if you haven't had a Built Bar yet, I'm telling you, it's the best-tasting protein bar on the market. They are fantastic. They're good for you. We've all put on a little bit of weight here during COVID. i got to start moving around and stuff. But i got my Built Bar every single day. I had my Toffee Almond Bar this morning. There you go. There's the wrapper right there. I mean, it's so good. And it's only 160 calories. Get them online at BuiltBar.com. Go to the website. That's B-U-I-L-T, BuiltBar.com. And use the promo code LockedOn and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Cookies and cream taste great, and it's only 130 calories, yet you still get the 17 grams of protein. BuiltBar.com, promo code On. You get 20% off when you go to the website. Eric Schlitt with us, managing editor, new managing editor, and right-hand man now of Jeremy Reisman. How about that, Eric? Uh, from uh, PrideOfDetroit.com. Best Lions site out there, in my opinion. If you want what's going on with the team each and every day, and they do podcasts and interactive as well. You mentioned some of the cuts. You know, Nick Williams, I think would be a lock. I think there's. Do you have any other locks? Are there guys you go? There's no way that they'll be back based on the kind of kind of money they could save by getting rid of some of these players.
0: Oh, geez, I, th- I think the guy that sticks out the most is uh, Desmond Trufant because he's going to save you about $6.2 million. Um, and when you've invested in the young corners that they have with uh, Okuda and O'warie, uh it sure looks like you'd be paying Desmond Trufant a lot of money to play a part-time role. And so he seems like a, uh, a, a guy that, while still talented enough to be a starter in the NFL, it doesn't make sense for what their goal is because, yeah, you, you know, they want to get prepared for 2023. And, you know, even when you listen to the coaches or, or even Chris Spielman uh, the other day, they, when they're talking about their corners, they're talking about. Akuda and uh, Ouaire—they're not talking about Desmond Trufant. They're not talking about Justin Coleman. Both those guys have you know uh, double-digit million-dollar contracts, and they both are going to save a bunch of money if if they get uh, released from their contracts. So it's a lot of money invested in those two. A lot of money invested in Nick Williams as well. Four point six, a little over four point six for him. Uh, Justin Coleman is almost five. So yeah, there's there's some money to be had, and and you know when you when you're in the situation that you are now with the salary cap dropping, uh, you know, taking on a a large, uh, cap hit for trading away. Matthew Stafford, they're going to have to make some cuts that maybe they wouldn't want to, but are are probably necessary in order to achieve the goals that they want to long-term.
1: It's interesting because those guys were so, you know, they were just such Bob Quinn players and, you know, yeah, you know, Christian Jones got a second contract, which was just such a, a head-scratcher for me because, you know, you just watch and you don't even know really he's out on the field. And, and, and so, but you can't cut everybody. That's the other thing. You want to, you know, I'm, I'm famous for saying, oh, blow it up, start over. It's great, but you've you got to put 11 guys on the field still when the defense is out there. And it's kind of ironic that you know, we're listing all these defensive guys. Anybody on the offense, Joe Dahl, anybody else that you see that could be a casualty?
0: Yeah, we, we, we wrote, uh, eight guys that we thought were vulnerable based on the money that they'd be saved. And Joe Dahl was one of them because you're paying a backup guard who was a backup to a backup $3 million. And that's, that's, you know, I think Joe Dahl's still a good player, but I don't think he's probably going to be valued at, at $3 million next season. Uh, but the other, The other offensive guy that stands out is Jesse James. Um, you're paying a backup tight end 6.4 million. That seems excessive. Uh, you can save over 2 million by releasing him. Uh, He really hasn't found his production level. And, um, you know, I, I, he was a good player in Pittsburgh, but he never really found his groove here, uh, in Detroit. I can think of maybe one play that was, a significant game-changing type of play uh, in, in the two years he was here, so uh, I do think he's vulnerable, and, and I also think Chase Daniel might be a little bit vulnerable. Um, you're paying him $5.3 million, uh, you can save 2.3 if you move on from him, and you've already got a lot invested in Jared Goff, you've got a lot, um, and like I keep mentioning the, the cap hit from Stafford, but... How much better is Chase Daniel than David Blau, who's making less than a million? Um, I don't know. It's. uh I, I think there's some value in keeping a veteran quarterback around, but are they going to draft a guy? Are they going to look at a different option who maybe knows their system? I, I, I do think Daniels going to be a little bit vulnerable as well, um, but I, I can also see them keeping him. I, I'm not as you know for certain on uh, on him being a cup.
1: Interesting you mentioned the drafting a quarterback. Let's segue into that. If you had to put a percentage chance on this team at number 7, taking one of these quarterbacks, whether it would be Fields, if he's there, Trey Lance, what would you, if you were a betting man, what kind of percentage would you put on it that that they pull the trigger on a, on a quarterback at 7?
0: It, it's such a tough call because I go back and forth on this. Um, one day, I think – but it makes total sense to draft a guy like Trey Lance and then sit him for a year and if he outplays Jared Goff, you can start him in year two. And if he doesn't outplay Jared Goff, then you got him for another year and hopefully you're you've got him ready by twenty twenty three, which is really again the goal of the franchise. But then on the flip side it's like you've got to add the best player in the draft and, and is he Better than one of the skill players because there's going to be there's some really good offensive skill players and good offensive linemen at the top of this draft and so then I flip around and say man they just they got to add a skill player so I I don't know it's hard to say maybe I I'd probably say fifty percent because one day I'm 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 all in on it and the next day I'm I'm not so it's a hard decision I, I I think if we if Chase Daniel gets released. That would be an indicator that maybe they're really leaning towards taking a quarterback at seven, but um, it's it's a hard call. It's uh, I don't I, I need to get a better feel of, of how they add players before I can really know what they're going to do there. It's 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 really an interesting decision.
1: No, it is, and um, you, you bring up a great point about about Daniel certainly, and I, I wish we would have all realized that the minute they signed Daniel, that we knew point blank they weren't taking anybody but Okuda at three, and that. Obviously, there was a little bit of a smoke screen there, but they didn't. Bob couldn't even play it all, uh, play it off that well either. Uh, and then, of course, taking Okuda there. What about Kenny Galladay? What do you? What, what's your guess on the tag and and what's going to go on in the next week and a half?
0: Boy, it sure seems like they're going to tag him. I mean, everybody is talking about that being the most likely scenario and you know it's an unusual situation for the lions because they don't often go into an off season with a guy who's probably one of the top eight free agents available and so um they've never really been put in the spot before i mean since what when was last one sue and they couldn't afford sue right yeah so um it's been a while and so it's tough to give up on a homegrown guy that is going to be very valued so if they tag him it gives them options to extend him it gives them options to potentially trade him if he if he, uh if they're way off on their numbers um i could see them tag him and then reach an agreement on a backloaded deal line like a four-year deal a five year deal that's like backloaded to save them a little bit of uh you know cap space this year um but it sure sounds like they're not going to just let him walk into free agency and uh, and test the waters. It's, it seems like they're going to either come to an extension or uh, use that franchise tag on him.
1: Fans don't have patience, but in this instance, Eric, what's been your reaction as you interact with the fans about realizing that, like you said, getting ready for 2023, figuring out of golf for these next two years is legit and you keep them or you just dump them for nothing? I mean, they're going to lose some games, and that's okay. Yeah. But, but but, you know, the, the poor taste in everybody's mouths from before uh, can certainly kind of stain that a little bit. But I do like the, the direction they're going.
0: Yeah, I, I think most of the, the fans that I've interacted with seem to have an understanding that, you know, it's going to take some time. And they just want to make sure that the, uh, you know, you're building a foundation right now, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of opinions, you know, and no one really knows anything and, and different fans are going to want different things, of course. But, um, I think most people are of the understanding that it's going to take a while before this team's going to be competitive. And while they're going to want to get, um, a quality team out on the field that can at least, you know, put up a good effort, they're not just, you know, they're not going to go out and, you know, start tanking games or anything. Um, I, I, I think. I don't think anyone's expecting them to go out and and be a playoff contender or anything like that in the the next year, maybe even next two.
1: Eric Schlitt, managing editor, new managing editor editor at uh, prideofdetroit.com. Thank you, sir. Always uh, great to hear your voice, and best of luck at the new new gig. You're going to do great.
0: I appreciate that so much.
1: Eric Schlitt with us. That'll do it for another edition of Locked on Lions on this Wednesday, February 24th. We'll be back again tomorrow.